0: Welcome to livealittlehigher.com This week we continue learning Perkiyavot, Ethics of the Fathers and we are in chapter 4, Mishnah 25 in which Elisha Ben-Abuya says One who studies Torah while he's still a child to what can he be likened? To ink written on fresh, clean paper And one who studies Torah as an old man what can he be likened? and it says to ink-read it on smudged paper. So this Mishnah is a fascinating Mishnah, not so much because of the topic that is being discussed here, but because of the author of this Mishnah. Uh, Elisha Ben-Abuya is one of the, of the Torah scholars of the, of the, uh, that has the most tragic uh, life in, in the Jewish history. He was a, a very highly esteemed Torah scholar and um, and yet he became a heretic and one would question like how can a person that is so connected to Torah end up not believing in anything and going completely off the derech and going the other way. And the Talmud cites several possible uh, reasons for his direction, uh, defection. One opinion is that he saw a young man honoring his father with the mitzvah in which he fulfills the, the beating away, he's sending away the mother bird so he can take the eggs and uh, this is a very, very weird mitzvah of the Torah. It's, uh, it's, it's so weird, but in reality, one of the meanings I've heard about this mitzvah uh, is because it creates compassion on us. It, comp- com- it creates compassion towards Hashem, like it, it, it builds mercy towards Hashem because that mother bird represents the Shehina of God in the times of the temple, when the glory of God was in the, in the temple. And by making the mother go away, it's like we made Hashem go away to, uh, to steal his eggs, to steal his children. So this is a, a mitzvah that promises long life it's part of the reward of the mitzvah for the person that does it and nevertheless he was watching this young man do this mitzvah to honor his father and what happened was that he fell down the ladder and he died so this created um, a problem in his, in his way of viewing the Torah for him it was something very hard to grasp and uh, in reality the, the reward of long life is not in this world, it's in the world to come and, uh, and nevertheless, Elisha, Elisha eh, Ben-Abuya went against God when the great sage Hutzpitz was quilled by the Romans. So this is two things that he saw that were very tragic in his life. And as a great scholar, as Elisha was, he could not accept eh, that there was some something beyond his capacity to be able to understand. Also another eh, thing that I read once about why he went off the derech was because he also started reading a Greek um, philosophy. He started incorporating the, the Greek philosophy into his studies, and in reality, his mind went crazy because it, it just he got all these secular ideas inside of his head, and he started having doubts about the Torah, and uh, that's why our sages say like. Guard your head. Really take care of your head, of your mind. It's so important that a person listens to good things, Torah things. He doesn't go and watch dirty things. He doesn't listen to bad music. All these things do have an effect on our mind and the health of our mind. So as we have noted, the mystery as to why the righteous suffer is beyond our ability and understanding this is something that we will never be able to understand why a righteous person has to suffer and the evil people flourish the midrash states that the god showed moses the greatest leaders that would follow him and when he saw that rabbi Aki was was tortured to death by the roman emperor he asked of god is this the way you reward a torah scholar a person that dedicates his whole life to learning torah and god answered this is the way it must be and he never gave Moses uh, an answer and Elisha could not make peace with this and rebelled against the God so there are many anecdotes of the devotion of the great sage Rabbi Mayer to his teacher turned heretic Rabbi Mayer was one of his students and when Elisha fell sick Rabbi Mayer pleaded with him to repent and he would go to him and says it's not too late it's not too late you can repent you can ask God for forgiveness. And it says that a person's teshuva can be accepted even if it was his last breath. So it only takes one second to repent and you are going to be forgiven. And, and it says that this is the way it was. That he, he went into Pharaoh's mode, into the feral position. And he started crying to God and asking for forgiveness. And this is the way that his soul left his body. And, um, and he did teshuva so perhaps it is because he may have redeemed himself with teshuvah in the final moment of his life that the talmud quotes his teaching in this mishnah and it's put in here because it is axiomatic that no torah teaching is accepted from a person who is not fully observant of torah like how are you going to teach something that's from a heretic it's something that cannot be can, cannot be given here but since he did Teshuvah in an instant, then it is considered as, uh, that the teaching was given by a righteous Jew. So I believe it is possible and perhaps even likely that Elisha repentance began somewhere be- before his very last moments, and that the teaching in this Mishnah was from, the period, uh, from this period of his Teshuvah it is unlikely that the Talmud would have quoted the words of an apostate. It would have not been possible. So there is a reason to believe that this, is, this very teaching was the beginning of his re- regretting his uh, his heresy. So the Talmud relates that when Elisha would come into a heather and see young children starting Torah, he would say, why are they wasting the, their time uh, Uh, why don't we take them to learn carpentry or an art or let them learn how to play a music instrument or let them teach them how to be a tailor how to earn their living Uh, and really this is very much the mentality of many people today like why would we send our kids to a jewish school it's gonna have a day of hebrew studies it's a waste of time let's them let them go to an ivy school where they're gonna learn math and science and they're gonna learn all these things that are gonna help them make a living in their lives and they're gonna be able to go to a better university and this is in a way a very heretic way of thinking so some so it is firm foundations of Torah study are not laid during the, the childhood years. Like, really, when a child is a, ba- a little kid, he's a sponge. And he's most connected to God. Like, you see little kids and they see a mesusa and they see a kippa and they kiss it. And it's like for them, it's no, they don't question God. For them, it's real. It's very real. And when life starts, giving them lemons and they start growing up and they start realizing other things, then that uh, connection starts to wind down. So that's why it's so important to give our kids a Jewish education since they're little kids. Because this is when it's gonna create the most effect. Not when, they, when they're older, this is when they're little. I heard a beautiful uh, commencement speech of a, of a girl that graduated from Hillel. Jewish day school uh, this week, <clears throat> and uh, she was a student of mine, her mother, and really brought me to tears, because she was saying that she had many doubts uh, growing up. It was not easy for her to grasp the Torah. She had many doubts, and she became a troublemaker in this school, and at the end, she ended up having to leave this school, and she ended up in a non-Jewish school. And when she went to this non-Jewish school, she started missing the Jewish school. She started realizing that she didn't have a family there, she didn't have a community, she didn't have a support system, and and she started missing it. And it was one day that she was going to school in an Uber that there was a tornado, and she was seeing the tornado, and she felt she was gonna die. And at that moment, she called one of the teachers of the school of Hillel, and she told her, I'm very scared. I think I'm gonna die. There's a tornado in the highway. I don't know what to do. And she says, turn around and come to school. We'll, 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 we're waiting for you. She came back to the school and at the end she started, she removed to her older school, to the Jewish day school. She graduated from there with honors. And today this girl, you you, you hear her, you can't believe it. But because the, 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 the 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 teachings were there since she was a little girl. It was ingrained. She knew what it meant to be part of a Jewish people. She knew what it meant to be part of a Jewish school. She knew what it meant to be surrounded by people like her. And because of that, she was able to return. But if you take away that from a young kid and you just pop him into a non-Jewish school, he'll never know what he's missing. He'll never know. And, And that's normal for him. So that's why it says here that that let the child choose for himself when he grows up are making a great mistake, like when people say let the kid choose if he wants to be religious or not. No, since he's a little kid, one must uh, imbuing him the values of the Torah and its teachings. A person can become smudge paper at a relatively young age. We don't need to become old people to become smudge paper. But by not providing him with Torah principles, they are essentially choosing the values of the peers and environment for them. The opposite of fresh or new paper should have been old or stale rather than smudged. The choice of words indicates that the decreased effectiveness of Torah study begun later in life is because the old ideas are entrenched and must be uprooted. So a person that has gone through many different ideas many ways of looking at the world it's an open mind it's an open world and has been exposed to everything to really grasp the Torah is very hard at an older age because you have to get rid of of all these ideas that you have all these ways of looking at the world you have to erase them and you have to start anew and this is very hard to do it's not impossible it's feasible it happened to me maybe i was not old 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 but at my middle like in my in my late 30s but you have to undress many many layers of ideas that have been ingrained in your mind for many 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 years so elisha's repentance towards the end of his life after many years of apostasy may well have been due to his having had an early exposure to torah so uh, Rabbi Twersky here is telling us that the reason he was able to do this type of Teshuvah was because he still had, his, 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 in his essence, what he had learned when he was a child. So, you know, we're coming to the holiday of Shavuot. All these teachings are very relevant. It's, it's really take them in, drink them, absorb them, uh, make them part of you and of your children And remember, live a little higher. Thank you.